Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training events, our coaching. We also do that through our special guest on this podcast. I'm grateful today to have Karen Hurt. Karen helps human-centered leaders find clarity in uncertainty, drive innovation, and achieve breakthrough results. She is the founder and CEO of Let's Grow Leaders, an international leadership development and training firm known for practical tools and leadership development programs. She's the award-winning author of the four books, including Courageous Cultures, How to Build Teams of Micro-Innovators, Problem Solvers, and Customer Advocates. So she definitely aligns with our, our building you here. So Karen, welcome to the podcast today. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's exciting to have you. You've got a great background. You know, Eileen McDar recommended us. She's become a great friend of mine and now supporter, and she's in our Voices for Leadership book as a featured author. So I appreciate that. So I'll shout out Eileen right here. She's, Eileen's a great person. And uh, thanks for that introduction. Oh, I love working with Eileen. And I'm really looking forward to reading your book, too. Yeah, we're getting excited. Of course, it's in pre-sales as we're recording this. But by the time this episode's air, it'll be out there for, available for anyone to buy. So that's going to be amazing. So stay tuned for that, listeners. We've got Voices for Leadership. Uh, how to become a more influential leader is going to be coming out real soon here. So stay tuned for that. But let's dive into our conversation today. So Karen, I'd like to ask you the question we ask all of our guests here on the podcast. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Karen Hurt? Yeah, so I've been thinking about being a leader for a very long time. Uh, before, uh, before founding Let's Grow Leaders eight years ago, I was at Verizon for 20 years and led a variety of leadership roles, both in HR and then large uh, sales team, call center teams, national operations teams. And, you know, as I reflect on all those experiences and now the work that we do with leaders all over the world really comes down to influence. You know, do people want to follow you? Uh, do people come and work with you and find themselves afterwards saying, I am better off having worked with this leader? And I think that is really a, a, a big element. It's not about position power it's at all. It's what are you doing to invest in the growth of your, of your strategy and of the people that are working with you to implement it? That is a wonderful definition of leadership. I like the fact you talk about investing in people and then people choosing to follow you. That's so important in leadership. So kudos on that. You know, something I found over on your website was leaders can get breakthrough results without losing their humanity. I think that's a wonderful quote. I'd love to hear you unpack that for our listeners. You know, it's interesting as uh, you know, so many managers and leaders that I've worked with over the years, it seems like they tend to fall into an either or. Like I either can get breakthrough results or I can be a great person. And so you know, when we first wrote our, our first book, Winning Well, it was a manager's guide to getting results without losing your soul. And what we meant by that is, you know, you really need to show up with both confidence and humility focused on results and relationships. And when you have that balance right, so 
the confidence to have an audacious vision, to help your team see the possibilities that are out there, the confidence to stand up for what matters, the confidence to speak the truth, coupled with the humility to surround yourself with people who will challenge you to know your vulnerabilities, both as a leader and as an organization, and to admit when you're wrong, and then results in relationships, results setting clear expectations, holding people accountable to those expectations, and relationships really getting to know the people that you're working with as genuine human beings, fostering collaboration up, down, and sideways. And when you can get that balance, confidence and humility, results and relationships, that's what we call a winning while manager or somebody who can get breakthrough results while maintaining their humanity. When any of those things get out of balance, that's where it gets tricky. If somebody's overly indexing on results and confidence with the expense of humility and relationships, that's where you get these user, these toxic behaviors where you can get results for a minute, but people don't, you're not having the influence and people don't, are trying to leave your team as fast as they can. Or if you have the opposite side of that, where people are very focused on relationships, very kind, they would make a good neighbor, but they're hold, not holding people accountable and really uh, you know, doing what they need to do to set, a, set big goals. That's what we call a pleaser manager. And you know they're fun to work with, but actually not because you want to work on a winning team and you, you know they, other, your A players get frustrated with someone like that because they're not holding the other people accountable. And so what we do is we work with, to give people very practical tools to get that balance. So in any given tough conversation, how do you show up with confidence and humility focused on results and relationships? As you're having a meeting, how do you do all those things? That's that's amazing. You know, when I hear you speak about that and, and intertwine the team with the results and the relationships, as, as you've heard, we've all heard, you can't make everyone happy all of the time. And so I think, you know, these ple people pleasers, you know, struggle with that, that imbalance of, of trying to make everyone happy. And in fact, there's time when those relationships and results, you, you have to weigh both out. And, and recognize what's best for the team. And, and I've had to have conversations with team members and say, I understand this would be the best thing for you. And I appreciate that, but it's not the best thing for the team. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we got to get to where we're all moving in the same direction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that brings me to another point I want to talk about. You definitely are a collaborator. You've got a partner in business that you've collaborated with. How has collaboration benefited you as a leader? You know, it's interesting when people ask me, what is the lesson, leadership lesson you wish you had learned earlier? And it is always, I wish I understood how important those peer relationships were. So earlier in my career, I was very, very focused on my team and developing my team and very, very focused on influencing my boss. And I think I lost that peripheral vision and understanding the importance of collaboration. So it's why I'm so passionate about it now. Because when that clicked over, that's when the results really just transformed. And so when we, when I first started blogging, one of the first things I did was I just reached out to every other person who was technically a competitor, uh, but that I could find and just said, you know, hey, I'm doing this thing. This is my philosophy. How can I help you? And, you know, in the, I have built these amazing relationships with authors and uh, people who are running training companies and lots and lots of people who are technically my competitors. 
And I have built deep, deep friendships and collaboration. And so one of the things that I find is then when you need some help, right? If you've been giving, you know, I've supported so many people's book launches over the years that when we launched Courageous Cultures, people were calling me and saying, I saw on LinkedIn, you have a, what can I do? And that is such a nice way, <laughs> you know, it's it because, you know, we're all trying to do similar work and our missions are the same. And to understand that, you know, that you can offer support and help one another, it makes all the difference. And one of those relationships actually turned into my husband. So uh, it was uh, as I uh, was writing our first book, starting, you know, thinking about writing Winning Well, uh, I was doing a lot of blogging and David Dye was also writing in the same space. And he reached out because he had read an article I had written in an HR magazine. And he actually thought he might have written it because it was so aligned with the work that he did. Uh, so he called me and he said, hey, you know, we should know each other. And so we just got a casual conversation going. Well, it turns out that we both showed up in New York City at the same book publishing lab uh, to write to how to position our first book. And we realized we were essentially writing the same book. And at that moment, you know, we had a choice. Are we going to now write almost the same book and compete against one another? Or should we collaborate? So we wrote that book, uh, totally collaborating, became best friends during the process. He was in Denver. I was in Maryland. We were never in the same room, but we were talking multiple times a day writing this book. And then after we wrote the book, we realized we had fallen in love. So that's my best dating advice for 40 over 40 if you need, <laughs> right? If you're looking for, hey, uh, how do I find love after 40? Write a book. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Well, that is an amazing story, uh, how you collaborated and, and became uh, spouses. That, that's that's amazing. The When I hear you talk about that, though, I think, you know, some people would think that building a team was enough collaboration. And, and you're saying outside of your team to find peers in your industry and collaborative. So, so tell us how that's important. Uh, you know, it's interesting. And I know you do an incredible job at this, right? You have your, your day job and you spend all of this time collaborating. And that was me too. Uh, if I had a moment when I Googled myself, uh, I gosh, maybe 13 years ago at this point. And all that came up were marathon results. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Because <laughs> that is not really who I am. I mean, yeah, yeah, I did run those marathons, but gosh, that's really not what I want to be known for. And so I thought about that and I said, so, so what is my message? What do I want to be known for? And who do I want to be hanging out with beyond my marathoning friends? And so, and, it, and they're not, and the people who are deeply passionate about the kind of work that I was doing are not the people that are on my block. And they're not the, you know, the lovely people on my block. 
They're not the people that were in my church, lovely people at my church, but they weren't the people that I really wanted to be collaborating with around the space. So I had to broaden the reach. And I find that that has been so fascinating because you can learn so much. I mean, you know, I'm interviewing authors every single week and I just learn something every single time and it expands your thinking. So I would start if you don't if you're not collaborating at a team level, start there. Uh, it's not you got to you know do this well. Uh, so I think the first place I see collaboration breakdown is people collab work to get their team collaborating if they're a manager, but they don't work with their peers in other departments that well. And it's one of the biggest problems that I see. I was just dealing with an executive team with this, and you know Lencioni talks about team one. And, you know, you've got to think about that. Your primary team is if you've got somebody who's this VP of sales and then the VP of finance, and the VP of HR and the VP of sales operations and the VP of customer service, that collaboration is more tricky. And because you're, you're, you've got what could appear as competing priorities and you've got to find those interdependent goals. So I would say if you're in that situation and you're looking at your peers and saying, yeah, I wouldn't call us team one, that's where I would start with the collaboration. And then from there, what can you do and how can you build these relationships outside so that you are constantly learning and being challenged by people who are experts in the area that you want to be an expert? Yeah, that's, that's, it's wonderful to collaborate and to be collaborated with. This podcast, for me, I've met some amazing human beings across the world and now been able to collaborate on some amazing projects. You alluded to it earlier that, you know, not everyone's your competition. Uh, I like to talk about having co-opters. And so where we have conversations with our competitors, hey, how can we work together instead of working against each other? Not always can we, but where can we find synergies where, where we're able to do that and, and just leverage those relationships? Yes, yes. And, you know, and, and it helps your clients. It helps everyone. So I'll just give you a recent example. Uh, Julie Winkle Giuliani uh, could technically be considered a competitor. Uh, she has, has a brand new book coming out. It's fantastic. And I really, I was reading her book and I said, this is going to be so perfect for one of our clients. So I said, can I introduce your eight concepts on, you know, uh, thinking about career development differently to our clients? Well, they're buying hundreds of books of her book, you know, and uh, that's good because those, her message is exactly what they needed right now. And, you know, I think that, you know, thinking about what is your mission to build human centered leaders? Well, you don't want to do that alone. Who else in your network can be supporting, you know, the, the work that you're doing? Yeah. And, and I've learned as a coach, trainer and speaker, which is new to me the last three years, that once I make a keynote speech, they don't necessarily want me for the next speech. Right. So they'll ask you for recommendations and you need a solid network to be able to provide that need and fill that void for your client. And they're going to reward you further, referring you and doing those things when you help them make those yeah. connections like you did with that book yeah. and you, and you recognized what they needed. And it was frankly something you didn't have at the moment, right. but somebody else did. And you knew that person and you made that connection for them. Just that's yeah. the way collaboration works. It's so yeah. beautiful. So let's talk about your book, your latest book, courageous cultures, how to draw out the best from every member of your team. What can a reader find in that book? So uh, we we got really curious about uh, this whole concept. And here's the, here's the book. So uh, we were working with leaders all over the world across a variety of industries. And we were noticing a consistent pattern. 
at the very senior levels of the organization, people were saying, gosh, why don't more people speak up? Why am I the one that stumbles upon these best practices? You know, what is wrong with my middle level managers? Why aren't they tapping into the best ideas of every person and bringing me more ideas? And then we would go in to do training at the front line of these very same organizations. And we would hear things like, nobody wants my ideas. Every time I speak up, I got in trouble. My manager operates around the notion of this is the way we always done it. And we thought, wait, are you working for the same company? You know, so you know, employees have ideas and most leaders really want do want to hear them. And yet there was this disconnect. And so we set out to partner with the University of North Colorado on an extensive research study to answer the question. When employees were holding back ideas, what kinds of ideas were they holding back? And they weren't trivial. It wasn't like, oh, I wish we had kombucha in the break room or something like that. It was, I, I am not sharing, I'm deliberately not sharing an idea that would improve the customer experience, the employee experience, or productivity in a process. And then when we asked them why were they holding back these ideas, they, it was so interesting. 49% uh, said, well, I'm not regularly asked for my ideas. 50% said nothing will ever happen. 67% said my manager operates around the notion of this is the way we've always done it. 40% said they lack the confidence to share their ideas. And this one really was interesting. 54% uh, said, I, I don't share an idea because somebody else will steal the credit. Mm. And so then we set out to the book outlines a very practical, we're all about practical, a very practical process of how do you get clear about where you really need ideas, clear that you really do want ideas, and then practical ways to go out and get those ideas from every person on your team. And how do you build a culture that does that well? And uh, it has been a fascinating journey. The the book came out right smack in the middle of the pandemic. And we we're like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not a good time when all the speaking gigs are canceled and all the book signings. But as it turns out, I don't think there could have been a better time to launch this book because nobody knew exactly how to lead through a pandemic. You really needed the best ideas from everyone, you know, and the organizations that could do that well, that says, you know, I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I really know, I believe in this team. I'm interested in your ideas. How do you think we should do this? Those are the ones that have the competitive advantage now as we're emerging to a new normal. And uh, this book really does help people to do that. And, and we've uh, you know, been working with organizations, really uh, you know, big ones and little ones. So fast growing startups have a number of really fun clients there. Uh, we have uh, also worked with Amazon and Nestle, some of the bigger guys. So it has been a really fun journey. And uh, I think it really important work uh, that we, we're continuing to do. That is awesome. And, and that you made that connection from the executive team to the front line. So often we as uh, trainers find out that the, the CEO wants to, someone to hear and wants to listen, wants the ideas. And they're not willing to, to push them up for some unknown reason. In fact, I sat on a safety committee one time and we were having conversations and, and it kept coming up. They won't let us. And mm -hmm. I finally realized, who is they? Because yeah. obviously I want to know who this person is that won't let you make these safety corrections. 
right? And, and they couldn't define that person. I realized it sometimes it's it's really just an idea and it's a misnomer that that, that you can't do things when and you, when you can empower people and let them know number one, you're valuable and, and your and your ideas are valuable. But number two, we want you to do these things that are better for the company. Right. That's great. And that talks, you know, you said it there, that that competitive advantage that a good culture gives you. I, I don't think that can be said enough that to realize when people understand the mission and the vision you talked about earlier about the whole vi- this vice president of this and vice president of that and, and how these people sometimes aren't aligned. But if you if they share the vision and the mission and understand what they're working on and what their goals are, are all leading to that same outcome, then you can get very powerful and have everyone go in the same direction. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Well, Karen, we've reached that time. The show, we got to start wrapping things up. I'm going to, for those that are watching on YouTube, I'm going to bring up your website here, letsgrowleaders.com. We'll also put that in the show notes for those that are listening. But tell our listeners what they can find at that website. Yeah, so we write a blog that uh, is very popular blog, Human-Centered Leadership, Practical Tools. That's what you get at the blog. Uh, David Dye, my husband, uh, has a podcast called uh, Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. And you can find that at that website. And uh, I run a show called uh, Asking for a Friend, uh, which is on LinkedIn on Fridays. And sometimes it's live with guests and sometimes it is uh, just quick snippets of leadership advice. Again, focused on human-centered and very practical tools. You can find, download uh, free chapters from our books at that website as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And for the listeners, Go to our website, buildcs.net. You can see what services and events and opportunities we provide there. Also, we have begun vflcommunity.com. Karen and I talked about the book early in the podcast, but we've actually got a community now where you can once a month hear from our authors live, and that's at vflcommunity.com. You can start that for a trial membership of $1 a month. It's going to be a great investment for you to get get a trial run on our authors and hear what they have to say. It's going to be amazing. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Share this podcast with others. Go over to whatever platform you're listening to this on and give us an honest rating and review. Thanks for listening today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.